You're listening to NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Your tax dollars at work. (laughs) Imagine if we were government funded. (laughs) Well, number one, we wouldn't be funded for very long. (laughs) Yeah, it would go pretty quick. (laughs) You anarchist, you. (laughs) I wonder if there's a government funded anarchist somewhere. (laughs) I hope so. That sounds like something the government would do. You're listening to CPR. My name is Rex. And my name is Josh. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I heard you. I heard three people say I'm doing well. I'm so glad to hear that. Really glad that you guys are able to talk to us through the endless void that is the world. Awesome. So... What you have to look forward to in this awesome upcoming podcast, we have the story, California prohibits singing in church. Oh my goodness, we'll talk about that. What's at stake in this election coming up in November 2020? Because that's this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, Rex? I think so. I hope so. And then we're going to discuss about the American flag and... Are we proud to be Americans? Question mark. And then, of course, our awesome peer, peer questions. questions. Rex just likes saying that, apparently. Uh, oh, I'm the only one that likes saying oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can't stand saying that. It's, no, it's really it's the, the worst. worst. But, but first, Rex, what happened in the week that has just passed for you? Um, Really nothing essential. Again with the lies. Lies. I, I am just a filthy liar, as somebody that we know would say. Maybe, maybe I guess, some big stuff happened. I, I did turn 18. Um, yep. So now I can be, like, criminally prosecuted uh, as an adult. So for all that abuse that you did to me, you are now responsible? Yeah, yeah basically. You so can I take can me to sue court. you. No, you can't because you're not 18, but I can no. sue people because I'm 18. And uh, then I graduated as well, which was pretty cool. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> so Rex, I like how Rex starts off talking about his week saying, yeah, nothing much happened. I turned 18. I can now sue people. And I graduated from, you know, what I've been doing for the past, what, 12 years. It, yeah, nothing big. Dude, like thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people probably graduate every year. It's not like it's like, oh, you're so special because you graduated. Yeah, but it's monumental in your life. Is it though? Like what I'm going to talk about is not even nobody cares. I care. Oh, thanks. I care, Josh. All right. And all of our valuable listeners care. Thank you. That means very much, so much to me. So this past week, or actually a couple weeks, I've been golfing a lot more. Oh, yeah? um, Which has been an overall interesting experience. I started off, I don't know, like my ball went backwards sometimes. What? No, not really. Okay. um, I've just been improving, improving, you know. Yeah. So... I have to hit a certain score a certain number of times to advance in the program that I'm in, in mm-hmm. the golf program. So I've been playing a lot. And turns out that you can never trust the weather reports. Really? Because much like my friend Rex, weathermen are filthy liars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I look at the weather in the morning and it says, partly cloudy. Or, no, it might have even said sunny or something like that. And I was like, 
great. This is going to be a fun day to go golfing. I'm on the second hole, mm-hmm. and you just see a sheet of rain moving <sighs> across the fruited plains. The fruited plains. You're of- playing golf in a fruited plain? No, not really. That's lovely. But So we take shelter under a tree. We're like, oh, hopefully it will just pass. And it did, yeah, 20 minutes later after we're drenched and soaked to the bone. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, what? where are you out here? Let's let's just keep playing. So I keep playing. I'm actually doing pretty well for yeah. being basically a walking sponge right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that happened. And, but then guess what? On like five holes later, another sheet of rain. Oh, lovely. <laughs> after I had almost dried off. Yeah, that's my luck. Man, mm. can't trust those weathermen. Mm-mm. And another time, uh, there was I, I got I started playing with a guy with one arm. Or he, really? Like, one arm was on a sling, and he just swung with his left hand. And oh, so okay. he literally has a, a, uh, an arm tied behind his back, and mm-hmm. at this point he's beating me, <laughs> which is he's pretty good. I um, ended up beating him, which wow. made me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but... For the first part, I was losing to the guy with an arm tied around his back, which did not help my ego any. Not at all. But anyway, that's what's been going on with me. Lovely. All right. So um, California, the state with, what was it, like 52 electoral votes, you know. So I think Gavin Newsom is the governor he there. Is. Um, and so he made a law because that's what governors do they do um that uh churches or people cannot sing in churches anymore apparently because like ever uh or at least temporarily got it you know but once the government gets control they're really unlikely to give it up but anyway uh churches can uh, people in churches cannot sing really because apparently singing is the number one um way of spreading the coronavirus that's not true by the way <laughs> um but it's it's just really interesting because gavin newsom on the other hand um encouraged people to go out and shout and chant things with the protesting mm. which uh by the way spread the coronavirus a lot more than a church service with like 50 to 100 people what do you think about that, Rex? I think that's very interesting. I don't think that people should be uh, controlled in either way. Um, I will say that definitely the the way that it does spread is from person to person, but I don't think that the government should be regulating that. I think it should be a matter of personal responsibility, as I've said a thousand times on this podcast. Personally, I don't think that people should be regulated either way, but... I can I can see why it's being done. Very much disagree with it, and it seems kind of hypocritical to let the protesters go and not let the churches meet. And the fact that the government is able to control something as kind of minute as singing in church, which mm-hmm. a lot of Christians feel is essential to their services, and I, I feel I would be like, "What are you talking about? I can't Absolutely. sing in church." And it's not just the church meeting; it's just the singing. Um. No, it's, yeah, it's the singing, chanting, etc. So people can still meet in church, they just can't sing. Yeah. Okay. So, Interesting. like, no worship. Got it. Um, unless, I guess, you do instrumental, which, I don't know. Um, hmm. 
That's very strange. Yeah, it is. Because uh, I don't know if you're singing like you spit further or something yeah. like that. Because like, I guess if if they just let the pastor speak, then he's the only one sp- that is letting things out and has more of a chance of spreading it compared to the people all together. I can see why they might think that, but I still don't agree with it. I guess Gavin Newsom and some of these other people are like, well, why is worship so important to Christians? Why can't you just hear the sermon and be done with it? What would Mm -hmm. be your response to that question? Why is worship important? I think that part of the importance of worship is just the the outward expression of our faith. Because if we sit and listen, you, you don't have to be a Christian to sit and listen to a sermon. But you're, and you can you can put on a show to a certain extent, extent, but I think part of being a Christian is outwardly expressing our love for God and praising him and thanking him for his love for us. And if we aren't able to share that actively, I think it takes a lot out of the personal part of our faith, because anybody can sit and listen to a, somebody talk for a long time. But when when we're doing something to show, I, I'm just repeating myself at this point, but if we're doing something to show our love for God, like singing, and, and there's other forms of worship. I'm not saying that singing is the only form of worship, but it's definitely one of the easiest because you don't have to be good at it. I, I sure know I, I'm not the greatest at singing, but it's a really easy thing for for us to do and just get into whether you're good at it or not. So Yeah, it is a biblical practice. I mean, yeah. there are so many times, so many instances in the Bible where uh, uh, the disciples or people gathered together and they were singing like Paul and I think it was Silas, right? Mm-hmm. Singing and uh, the, the, prison. the prisons yeah. opened up and they were able to... Um, evangelize the prison yeah. out there and it wasn't because of their singing it was because of their faith but it was the outward expression of their faith mm-hmm. that did that and the singing's worship, a yeah. great way to do that mm-hmm. and uh just the fact that is the worship is the like you said the outward expression the yeah the able to say god this is how much um you mean to us um, yeah absolutely and we're we're taking time out of our day not to just listen to somebody else how it might benefit me which is what my, some people might get out of a sermon, but yeah. um, worship experiences, giving yourself unto God and letting him infill you with his Holy Spirit and stuff like that. Definitely. So um, I just think that's kind of interesting. That it is very interesting. California is doing that and that they're able to do that. So, mm-hmm. Well, um, speaking of California, actually not speaking of California, this has <laughs> nothing to do with California, but we're transitioning, just so you know. Um, welcome to your election headquarters. My election name is update. Josh. This is NPR now, not public radio. <laughs> <laughs> your tax dollars at work. Please donate, by the way, because yes. we're always out of money. Absolutely. You can send money to um, the nearest rock. Just hide it under there and we will receive it. There's a lot at stake in this election, I'd say, coming up. Just a little bit. Just, yep, yep. Um, so we have um, we have Biden and Trump, basically, the mm-hmm. two guys at this point. If you are voting, do not forget that there are third-party candidates like Joe Jorgensen and Kanye West. Uh, I'm hesitant to endor- endorse Kanye West, but we do have third-party candidates. Please be aware of this. Moving on to Trump and Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... 
I think it would be interesting if we were able to take a look specifically at some of the policies, some of the things that they're both bringing forward, mm-hmm. and discuss them so our listeners can uh, garnish a greater appreciation for who they are supporting. Absolutely. Biden recently, in conjunction with Bernie Sanders, everybody's favorite senator. Sanders? Uh, I meant <laughs> Sanders, sorry. Uh, everybody's favorite senator from Vermont. Um, Bernie Sanders, cleaning up the government. <laughs> um, so Biden and Sanders uh, put together this plan with a bunch of other people, too, by the way. Um, so it's, um, unfortunately, Biden took a closer step to socialism than mm-hmm. he was perceived as more moderate until basically this point. <laughs> So a lot of what he said, it was, it's really interesting, not in like a good way, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but oh, no. I just thought we'd talk about some of these things, you know, so the lots of people are leaving like New York, these huge cities because of the crime rates, because of the taxes, because yeah. basically bad policies mm-hmm. and other reasons too, but yeah. A lot of bad policies definitely and they're moving to suburbs they're moving to other states etc but a lot of people settle in the suburbs when they move out of big cities because mm-hmm. they're like oh this is a little quieter not as fast-paced um Upstate yeah new york is very pretty if you don't like looking at tall buildings you can look at moose and trees so uh <laughs> biden apparently has something against suburbs so suburbs are apparently inherently racist he says what or not i don't think biden said that but that's uh that's the idea that he's communicating oh my goodness so single family homes um according to something that he's put out will no longer be able to they you won't be able to zone for single family homes so you won't be able to build a new single family home really uh it'll just be apartments and i guess duplexes maybe i don't know Hmm. Uh, because um, and so, uh, with uh, government, uh, it will be federally subsidized. Ooh. So, um, yeah, what do you think about that, Rick? There, there's a lot, of, a lot of steps that you have to take to get to that point, to, to follow that logic. So just a weird concept. And I, I am all in support of moving away from the 50s American dream, um, because I don't think that is the perfect ideal living situation for everybody. But I don't think declaring um, single-family homes racist or just out- completely doing away with them is the right answer either. Yeah, and um, just like this government control that you can't live the way that you would like to live. Mm-hmm. That's just idiotic in my opinion. Like, if I want to live in a home with my family that is my business who are you joe biden to say otherwise exactly um and, and there are some there are some other policies here let me take a look at some of these uh, schools cannot suspend students based on behavior um wow which i'm like where are you gonna suspend them on like really not but, behavior <laughs> <laughs> um and unfortunately you can't uh I think uh, I took a look at this is my understanding of it. It could possibly be wrong, but we'll include likely, stuff in the show notes to clarify. All right. More than likely this is right. But um, you cannot suspend more than a certain number of kids of the same race. Really? To uh, I think the purpose was to annihilate the racism. Absolutely. But what if there just happened to be a bunch of bad kids? Yeah. It, it causes 
it can protect, I can see how that would be a, a protection from racism, and I think that's great. But I think in certain cases where there are troublemakers and coincidentally they happen to be of the same race, I think that can cause some problems. So it it's a step in the right direction for racial tension, but I think it's a step in the wrong direction because of the way that it's being, uh, that it's being, I cannot think of the word, but done and put into place. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately racism has just become kind of the excuse of the left to you do their policies. I mean, racism has always, always meant you're of this certain race and, uh, you despise this person because of the sole fact that they're of this race. But that's not what it means, apparently, anymore. It's any attack against a person of a race other than white. It doesn't even have to be related to their skin color. It's just you they pull that out on the sole fact. And this is not all uh, every circumstance, but they pull that out on the sole fact just to avoid intellectual debate, I'd say, in some circumstances. What do you think about that? I, I really just, I really hate that the discussion of race has become... A discussion of left versus right because that's not what it should be um, and I've said that before as well the discussion of race should be a discussion of the fact that human beings all deserve the same rights and to be able to live equal lives um, or not not equal actually um, I think uh, it's a matter of equal opportunity is the most important thing and I think Equal opportunity is not equality of outcome necessarily. Yeah. Not everybody is going, just because you have the opportunity to do something doesn't mean you're going to do that. But I think we've lost this idea of equality of opportunity and wanted to make it a perfect equal outcome for everybody. And I, I really wish that we could just focus on making sure people are on the same page that, because I don't think left or right it should be a factor in whether you're racist or not. I think you should just not be racist. Uh, it doesn't seem that hard to me. But for some people, apparently it is, and they want to make it this issue of politics so that they can get the things that they want. I, I think it's actually a racist thing on their part to make racism a political issue because they're taking these people that are genuinely struggling and disadvantaged and using their struggles to get these other things that they want. And I think that is disgusting. And speaking of that, um, there's another policy that Biden's putting forth. Uh, it's supposed to fix the quote racial wage gap. Uh, this central bakers will be able to decide if you're being paid too much based on your skin color. So if you're um, making too much money and other people of different skin colors are at the same job um, making less money, then they will say, hey, you're getting too much money. You don't get, deserve that much money. Interesting. And basically is what this is saying. Is it for the same position? Um, or is it for different positions? I would assume that it's probably the same position. Okay. Because, I mean, obviously a janitor and a CEO are not going to be paid the exact same amount. Okay. Yeah. That, that's very interesting. I don't think that the government should be regulating that. Abolish the minimum wage, please. I, I can see why they would want to do that. Absolutely. Because I, I don't think it's fair to pay somebody differently just based on their skin color. Um, but if somebody has been there longer and worked hard, I think they should deserve a raise no matter what skin color they have. 
and also so there's there's uh there's a problem of illegal immigration and biden is saying that he would give citizenship to and voting rights to all illegal immigrants um, in the U.S., so that's at least 22 million people, approximately. It, it's it's probably more because they they have no way of knowing how many illegal okay. immigrants there are, and a mo- majority of those would be would be Democrats. That would probably create a permanent Democrat voting block. Would that push the tide to never seeing a conservative in office again? Do you think? No. Do you care to elaborate on that? Culture is constantly changing. There, people are constantly getting new understanding of politics and other areas of life. There, There is always a change happening. And so I don't think that we are going to be permanently stuck in a uh, quote-unquote democratic dark age just because <laughs> um, there's an increase in the democratic population um, of the U.S. I think that people are going to be, uh, especially people that are frustrated with the way things are, they're, they're going to realize that there are problems that need to be solved that can't be done by their candidate of choice, whether that is people that support Trump or people that support Biden or people that support Joe Jorgensen or people that support Kanye West. There's going to be problems with all of these people and they're going to realize, hey, what do we want to do? What is going to be the choice that we make that's going to help us get the country to a place where we want it to be and so i think people are going to be realizing that more and more all right so rex this is not necessarily directed at you but audience listening audience are valued listeners are you proud to be an american it's it's an interesting question to have and rex and i have talked about it before we have indeed it's something that needs to be talked about just the fact that are we proud to be americans or are we not proud because of what America is or what we th- believe it's become or how it was founded, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera? What are your thoughts on that, Rex? Well, I'm just going to uh, uh, read something that I shared on Twitter. I said, I may not be proud to be an American, but I sure am grateful. Appreciate the things you've been blessed with and do your part to help change things for the better. I think the important thing is no matter what your opinions of America currently are or what you think America has done in the past. The important thing is to focus on the future right now and not what America has been or is, but what it can be if you choose to have an impact. Because that's that's the thing about America. We do have the freedom, uh, however restrictive some things may seem, we do have the freedom to change it if we speak out and make our voices heard. So I hope that more people will do that. I think that it is is important to look to the future, but I also believe that it is also important to look to the past. Uh, if we look to the past, then we can see mistakes that others have made, say, I'm not going to do that. And Absolutely. then we can avoid consequences that happened. Just like what makes America, I think, great, just like historically speaking, is it's the first country with all these freedoms that we have ever experienced Mm -hmm. that the freedom of speech that has been oppressed since almost the beginning of time yeah the um the freedom of religion uh jews have been uh, persecuted christians have been persecuted unfortunately christians have persecuted other christians Mm -hmm. um all, all these all these religious groups have been persecuted 
we have the freedom of the press. The press is able to talk badly about the government, which yeah. they <laughs> do indeed use. They sure do. Um, just the right to bear arms, which is under fire right now. Tank tops and all sorts of stuff. You, you can have bare arms, and you can't do that in any other country. Mm-mm. Especially, well, <laughs> Sorry, that like, wasn't funny. No, I mean, it was... No. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but all all these freedoms, I think, historically speaking, when we look at all these other countries, what they have done and how they had the opportunity, maybe the monarchs, to institute these freedoms mm-hmm. and then didn't, I think that's what makes America great. So from its founding, historically speaking, and that's one of the reasons why I say that I am proud to be an American because of what it's done with what it has and how it's going forward. Um, there was there was a interesting kind of side story. In Virginia, I believe, at a construction site, there was an American flag that was taken down because the American flag was deemed too controversial. Interesting. Uh, um, over the, I think it was uh, over the 4th of July re- weekend, which, happy 4th, by the gu- way, guys. Woo! Thanks We're a little for... bit late, <laughs> like a week late. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just think that is, is why would the American flag be deemed too controversial? What has happened to the I'm proud to be an American spirit? Why has that just kind of gone to, uh, downhill, Rex? Why do you think? I, I think a lot of the the reason that American spirit and things like that have gone downhill is because people aren't willing to be active in politics. And I'm not saying everybody should be a political activist all the time. I can't say that I am. For a while, I think a lot of people just kind of stopped caring about politics. And now people on both sides are fed up. I I say both sides. I don't like saying both sides because I don't like the whole two-party system thing. But I think a lot of people are fed up with the government over the past 15, 20 years. And people are tired and want to see a change, but they didn't do anything about it in the past, and now they're trying to do something about it. But instead of being able to be proud because they made changes, they're angry and they're wanting to make changes. So I'm hoping that as changes are made for the better, that people will start to realize that they have been blessed to live in America. Right. Um, so let's leave and it there, I, maybe. Oh. I just wanted to say I'm not in support of nationalism at all. I think that's bad. Not saying, oh, America's better than you and you're terrible. I hate your country. Um, But I do think that we've been given a lot of freedom and it's important to recognize that and be grateful for it. See, I'm kind of on the other hand. I'm like, look at America. We're great over here and you're lame. Not really. Sorry. But nationalism is part of what led to World War II. So I don't like nationalism. Oh, that's... That's another debate. (laughs) All right, so let's move on to some of our peer questions. Peer questions. We had a question from Jake in South Carolina. Uh, He asks um, a really interesting question. He's referencing episode one, I believe, when he asks this. Whoa, that's a long time ago. But he says, Dear Rex and Josh, if there's no such thing as a good mutation, then how do you explain a jellyfish mutation? I uh, searched jellyfish mutation and unfortunately couldn't uh, find anything. He sent me an article. Um, It was about squid 
and my favorite type of jellyfish oh yes but it it was a really interesting article and i had to really put my thinking cap on because there were a lot of big words (laughs) that just went way over my head so i tried to glean as much as possible and i hope this is this is what i believe is what it's saying and this is what i believe science is saying if I'm wrong, I'm very sorry. Send me a follow-up question if you believe I did not address this properly. It was talking about RNA editing. So uh, okay. fundamentally, there's a difference between DNA, and this is going to be kind of technical, sorry, so don't get bored and fall asleep. Science. Um, so there's a difference between DNA and RNA. DNA is basically the building blocks or the, um, the information that uh, makes life possible. RNA is completely different, or not completely, but it is different from DNA. It basically takes a picture of the DNA and then uh, transfers it to make a protein. And so this article was talking about something called RNA editing, which um, is basically the different nucleotides of the um, RNA change mm-hmm. to make a different protein. Yes. Uh, which, um, which I believe could easily be confused with a mutation, but mm-hmm. um, in this case, it was talking about squid, and they uh, they they did something differently. That's not very sciencey, sorry. Yes. We um, will include this article in the show notes as well. All right. So talking about the RNA editing, uh, fundamentally, it is not a mutation. It is just simply the RNA changing to make a different protein a mutation is fundamentally a change in the dna and not in the rna but let's let's also uh talk about the question of beneficial mutations so like say i have a mutation that i can't get athletes uh foot anymore but i also don't have a foot anymore oh uh that 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 would be maybe had have a beneficial um outcome and that's an extreme example of course but the concept of a beneficial mutation is so integral to the concept, to the theory of, el- uh, uh, I can't speak. Evolution. To ev- evolution. Oh my goodness. Put your teeth back in, try it again. <laughs> All right. So integral to the concept, the theory of evolution. There that, we go. Uh, it's, uh, it should be so commonplace that we shouldn't even be having this debate of whether or not there are beneficial mutations. Mm-hmm. It should be so uh, just everyday occurrence that or like oh there's another beneficial mutation that would be what would kind of point to evolution mm-hmm. we do not have that um just so you know josh uh, still ha- i've not been able to convince him that heterochromia is a uh, a beneficial mutation okay changing eye color is not going to help you in the slide but it's tricks. cool if you have two different colored eyes that's a mutation and it's cool and it's cool. It's, it means beneficial, right? No. So it's it's a mutual. <laughs> so there are um, theoretically there are bad mutations, which would be like me losing my eye right now, which would be not great. Uh, then they're neutral, like like what you say, different eye color. That wouldn't be necessarily it's beneficial, cool, Josh. Rex, <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily harm you either. And then a beneficial mutation, which I still have not found in any exist so there's there's a difference between a mutation that might have a beneficial outcome but overall is negative because we don't necessarily know the full effects like there are some i'm i'm going too long on this sorry but there are some mutations where a a person with cancer uh with this certain mutation Mm -hmm. certain medicines will help them um, be cured of cancer if they have this mutation okay but 
um, which some might say is a beneficial mutation to be cured of cancer. But also it might have other effects that we are not aware of. And, and the thing with that is we're talking about um, evolutionary or uh, macroevolutionary mutations versus microevolutionary mutations. Obviously, there's things like changing the color of fur. Uh, which for is not necessarily a mutation, by the way. It's not necessarily, but some might consider it a mutation if you look at it broadly. But there are microevolutionary things that some may or may not consider mutations, but can still be seen as beneficial, but don't necessarily support the theory of macroevolution either. All right. So thank you very much for... I had to do a lot of research on that. Sorry. You made him smarter, Jake. uh, Thank you so much for the question, Jake. Um, As always, uh, guys, submit questions to Rex and Josh, CPR at gmail.com and or uh, at rex and josh cpr on instagram and twitter uh yeah definitely um we have another question from jonathan Ooh. so rex this is kind of directed at both of us it so is. we are also friends with jonathan and he knows that we like music so he asked what got us into music you want to start rex really it it starts in two different places for me so the the first place that I got into music, I think, was probably listening to the band Coldplay. They're one of my favorite bands of all times. So their first three albums, I think, are near perfect. And I just, I go back to them time and time again. They are one of the bands that helped me realize how much I just enjoy listening to music. Uh, I really love their stuff. But the one the thing that made me start realizing that I liked making music was actually a YouTuber called named Gabe Miller. And he started doing videos where he talked about music production and how to, how he made his songs and seeing him do all that behind the scenes work made me realize, Hey, I could do this. This seems like fun. And I started researching it and learning about it. And now it looks like it's going to be a huge part of my career. And so I I think those two things combined, just realizing that I loved listening to music and seeing that I had the opportunity now, just me as a kid, to be able to make music uh, were huge eye-openers for me. So for me, uh, for music, I've I've been playing the piano since I was six, question mark, something around there. Oh uh, taking lessons for a while. And then at my church, I was, it was like after church and, you know, like everybody's like talking forever and <laughs> like all the kids had left. So it was just adults. So I was bored out of my mind. So I just went into the other room and started playing piano. Um, the main youth leader, he happened to come in and he's like, wow, you're good. Which, <gasps> by the way, I'm not necessarily Yeah, he great. is. Don't let him lie to you folks. Um, no. Um, but he's like, let me get you in, te- in touch with our uh, worship pastor, and maybe you can start playing. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. whoa. So I practiced with the worship team for like six months before they let me actually start playing. Because <laughs> I, I was I needed, I was a little rusty. I needed some good, work. But... Uh, and I was doing pads, so I wasn't even doing like actual oh. piano. <laughs> so like... I had no concept of rhythm at that point. Ah. But so, long story short, I started playing with the worship team, got more involved, eventually transferred to the main keys, the piano, mm-hmm. and been doing it ever since. Very cool. And so that's our story, or my story. 
Rex was, that, was kind of different. That's my story, too. Um, I actually am Josh, if you didn't know. <laughs> Split personality. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps up our, uh, some might say, rip-roaring podcast for this week. That's my line. <laughs> oh, Rex. Um, so I thought for a, the title, maybe we could have it California, Biden, and Proud to be an American. Isn't that a catchy title? Yes. Yeah, no, it's not. Don't lie to me. Woohoo. You're going to name it something else just to spite me, aren't you? I- I'm going to name it Attack of the Cheese Monster. No, you're going to name it something else. I'm actually going to name it that. And the people that listen to it early before Josh changes it, uh, you will see that. And then it's going to be gone. And it's going to be something boring like... Uh, something else. California, Biden, and <laughs> Proud to be an American. And uh, yeah. I can just see it now. Episode 8 something else (laughs) (laughs) all right remember to submit questions at um rex and josh cpr at gmail.com we want to hear from you guys absolutely and send me some questions at rex and josh cpr on instagram and twitter yeah we like uh, listening to your guys's thoughts and what we can do better and if you tell us to get off the podcast the radio or that's not the radio and that's what we can do better then coming to a radio station near you oh no (laughs) anyway let's stop before we get any other ideas oh boy all right we will see you guys next week thanks guys Bye. bye